Recorded live in Balkata, Western Australia, the hoon capital of the world, this is Talking Power. Gap is what happens uh, when you hold to the floor and crush the man next to you. There's space in between your back bumper and your front bumper. We, uh, in the South, we refer to it as the Gap Band. Well, I think, you know, Formula One is for grown-ups. Podcast. Episode 50 of the Talking Power Podcast. Right, We're starting ready? up the Hemi. Hey everyone, look, this podcast is a little bit different. As you heard, episode 50, um, we started up the Simon's car, so that's that's running now and uh, hasn't been running for five? Five years. Five years has been parked up. And what, Nick, the number five, what a perfect way to celebrate our 50th podcast. 50th podcast. So 50th. Got, <laughs> oh, well, actually, maybe it's here. the 40th. <laughs> Could be now. the 40th now. <laughs> We've got a candle Just out here. Just let me relight this. What a perfect way to celebrate yeah. by uh, getting B.A. Baracus back out, now a member of the Small Time Mafia. Yeah, you are. You are the <laughs> member of the Small Time Mafia. And uh, if you watch some of the videos, you will see me absolutely crapping my Dax, uh, <laughs> shooting through the doorway when I saw that massive flame pop out of the exhaust. But that's all right. Uh, yeah, so look, I mean, yeah, pretty excited about that. But anyway, let's just get through the formalities, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Simon. 50 episodes, well done. Nick, thank you. Thanks for uh, inviting me to be part of this. I know you've, you've lost a lot of uh, followers because of it, but no, hey. No, dreaming, dreaming. <laughs> you've probably picked up a lot more. Yeah, we have. We have picked up a lot, and, and thanks to all of our viewers. Let's just blow out these candles. All right, one, two, three. <sighs> Almost. Thought they were trick candles there for a minute. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just cut that and uh, we'll, we'll break. Don't here. touch the bottom. No, I won't. we won't. We won't. I won't touch the bottom. It will break here for a minute. We'll serve some. We've got Asher here. He's standing behind the camera. We've got David. Dave, over there. yeah, yeah. We had Brent. I'm re- my apologies. I forgot to do this. We had Brenton here, Scott as well, Travis here, um, and uh, they've since left, unfortunately. So sorry, guys. Um, you're missing out on some. You'll have to keep some cake for the 16th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the 16th of February, if you don't know what we're referring to there. So. 
cannot wait, cannot wait. Um, so there it is. But all right, we'll, we'll have some cake and we'll be back in five. See you in the street. See ya. Okay, that cake was absolutely delicious, if I may say so myself. You spin me <laughs> right round, baby, right round, like a record spinning right round, right round. You know I'm going to leave that in. You probably will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for everyone joining us. Uh, this is a bit of a different podcast. We're speaking, we're out, we are literally outside. They probably can't tell from the video, but we are outside. Just <laughs> outside your room. From here, door. I can't even see the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but we are we are outside of your workshop. Um, Happy fiftieth! Yeah, same to you. Fiftieth, <laughs> so it's our fiftieth podcast. We're doing this one a little bit differently because tonight we actually started Simon's BA Baracus. That's been started for the first time in five odd years. Five years, yep. And, and I must say, it's a credit to yourself and the crew that's oh, been working mate, on this I, you car. Know, I, I, I know the guys listen to the show, watch the show. Yeah, and uh, big shout out to. Uh, all the crew that have worked so hard to get the car together. George Kaz. George, yeah. Travis Freeman. Yep, Travis. Dave Norella. Yeah. Yourself. Oh, I haven't done much. You've done a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Set the cameras yeah. up and stuff. <laughs> Brought cake. I think I put Brought. the burst panels on the wrong way around. But no, you didn't. No, oh, is that right? Them. Yeah, yeah, they're all good. Maybe they're George perfect. fixed it before. No, 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 no. I, I went and checked it all because George, okay. George was saying, you know, Nick Nick seems to think he put them. But anyway, no, they weren't. Okay, they well, weren't. there you go. I did something um, right. <laughs> And and uh, and Vaughn, yeah, Vaughn. Vaughn, well. he's um, put yeah. up with cranky me. Yep, yeah. Um, but I know you love him. <laughs> you do. You can't say that, or maybe you can these no, days. In a, in is a, that PC? In a, in, in, no, I don't. I remember when like PC that. used to mean something else. But anyway, that's another story. But he's a good kid. He is he's a good, good kid. kid. So good kid. yeah, no. We so like him. Um, we finally got it going, yep. which means we're one step closer to um, running it at the sixteenth. It's been touch and go, yeah. But uh, uh, we had a few little problems tonight, and and you know what? I'm glad that we had them tonight Mm. rather than on the 16th because things like that switch failing Mm. um, or the the uh, uh, neutral safety switch and all all those little things, yeah. You know they can be a real pain in the butt Mm, when you're at the track. Yeah, definitely. So and Nick, what a huge weekend it was! It was a massive weekend, and a shout out to Anthony Begley and Matt Abel. Yes, thankfully they're okay. Yes, if you guys didn't check that out, go to the Motorplex highlights reel. Mm. Incredible footage to see one nitro funny car blow up, but two, yeah, yeah. Um, one on the start line, one on the finish line. Mm. You know, tragic. Uh, the the speed crew, the speed uh, talk crew. Uh, you know, really, really tragic because no one wants to see anyone break their gear. No. Um, same with the Chemical Brothers, the Baileys there. Yep. They don't really want to see them um, uh, chemical warfare. Chemical so not warfare. the Chemical Brothers. They're a band. <laughs> are they? they? No, the comedians, oh, are they? they? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no, they are a band, <laughs> aren't they? Are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no one wants to see them. Um, no one wants to see anyone blow up. That was no. a bad blow up. That was huge. huge. And unfortunately... Uh, uh, right or wrong, um, Anthony will be remembered. Uh, he won't be remembered for just that, but that photo will make its way around the world, and we'll see that photo many for many years to come from Phil Lawyer. That one, yeah, yeah. incredible shot. Yeah, Phil yeah. Phil does some uh, outstanding photography down there. He does. He does, he does a magnificent job, and um, it actually made. And, and this is when you know I always have a little bug bet. I actually made Channel Seven News. As well, it made Channel Ten. I didn't know it made Seven. Yeah, it made Seven as well. It made Seven on uh, Monday night. So not you'd Sunday expect night. it to make 
Seven because the track's sponsored by Seven. Y- yeah, but it's it's uh, it's always done in a you know right at the end of the news and ah uh, this this in from the Motorplex and Nitro <laughs> funny cars <laughs> uh, this was funny uh, nah, it no no it wasn't wasn't no, funny it's at not all funny for not, anyone not, at all no, so particularly not Begley no or no, Matt Abel no so we'll we'll um we'll try and get Anthony on I'll reach out to him in the coming days and see if we can have him on and just have a quick chat. So yeah, no, that's that's uh, quite but, a shame. But on the on the other on the other side of the fence, the second speed talk car, also tr- tuned, built and tuned by Rory Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, when Gangbusters okay. uh, winning winning two out of three, nearly winning the the um, uh, uh, first run. But um, new driver, new driver had only licensed yeah, okay. uh, a couple of days before, yep, and uh, had never run on a pro tree, yeah, okay. so. Um, uh, I, I'm not sure. I think he was racing Catavardis. Yep. And uh, Catavardis got him on a big hole shot. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, consistent 570s, I believe. Yeah, okay. So, put on a show for the crowd. And I'll tell you what, bang for buck. Mm, literally. Those, yeah, literally. <laughs> the um, crowd looked pretty good, actually, as mm, well. It the was. It was good. It's good to right. see people are coming back. Yeah. Yeah, no, it uh, certainly uh, did. It was uh, not, a, not a bad crowd at all. So, Nick, a bit of controversy. I don't know if you heard or not. I haven't heard officially. You mentioned it to me when I came here tonight. Uh, so, no, so, I haven't heard. So, the Summer Slam, mm-hmm. Gregorini into the 570s now, yep. consistently yep. into the 570s. Great, great to see that team. Mm-hmm. You know, they've put a huge amount of effort into that car. Yep. Um, final against Zap. Yep. Red light. Yeah. Red light. Now, uh, I've seen the video. I'm not going to make any comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, a. a, a the car, the car didn't leave the start line. Like it, it, it wasn't a red light because it left the start line. I'm not saying that it wasn't a red light, but yep. so a bit of controversy there. As a result of that, a bit more controversy. See, for those of you that follow Top Door Slammer, you'll notice that um, uh, some cars now that run in the Thunder 400 series run auto shift. Yep. So basically. Um, as as the famous video by uh, uh, I've forgotten his name now, the famous chassis builder. Oh, Tim Tim, Tim Mechanis. Tim Mechanis. That's yep. it. Uh, about Cheetos and and uh, cool drinks and waving to the crowd <laughs> and redneck. I can't say the rest of it. It's <laughs> my favourite. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the auto shift was voted down. Yep. Uh, two, uh, I'm no longer a, uh, a, co- a competitor in Top Door Slammer, yep. so I don't have any voting rights in the Top Door Slammer Association. Uh, but it went to vote twice, mm. Australian Top Door Slammer Association, and it was voted down twice by the Australian Top Door Slammer Association. But for some reason, whatever the reason might be, uh, Thunder 400 decided to bring it in to yep. allow the auto shift. Yep. Uh, and as such, the Thunder series has been running on the East Coast at the IHRA tracks. Uh, you know, some, some drivers do run the auto shift. But in WA, we have an Andrew track. That's right, yep. And, and uh, uh, a bit of controversy as to whether the auto shift is legal or not. So I've been told, I wanted to get clarification on this, so I've been told that they gave special dispensation because the Summer Slam series that we run at the Quinana Motorplex yep. um, is not an Andra series. It's the Motorplex's own series. Andra has given special dispensation to uh, races using the auto shift. Yep. Um, but the thing is, we are fast approaching the Western Nationals. We are. 
And in case people haven't heard, the Western Nationals is now an Andra Group 1 event. Woo! We are going to have Top Door Slammer and Top Bike as a Group 1 event at the Western Nationals. Uh, you know, which we should have always had that. Thank God for that. And look, the people that have been complaining on social media that there hasn't been a Group 1 um feature event at the Motorplex, please get down to the Motorplex and yeah. support yeah. this event. This is back to the you, old days. You wanted it, it's here. Yeah. And uh, you know what? It's going to be a good event. Oh, it'll be huge. It'll be huge. It'll be huge. Definitely. So anyway, the question is now, um, is Andra going to allow the auto shift? Now, we, we record the show on a Tuesday night, mm. as many of our followers know. Yep. They're actually voting on it tonight i believe right okay yep. so so uh, by the time this goes out mm. uh that you know everyone will know what's what's happening whether yeah. auto shift is allowed or not yeah okay I, I i think um the discussion that i had today you know the, the thing is that what has always made top door slammer exciting is how out of control the cars can be sometimes. Mm. And the fact that some drivers are more out of control than the cars, yep. they'll just pedal it to the end. They don't care how many times they stab that throttle, as long as they get to that finish line first. And and that's what makes for you know something exciting for the crowd to watch. Yeah, and you know, you go back in the, in the uh, the early days with Brett Stevens mm. and Peter Capiris, Brett Stevens doing a wheel stand as three-quarter track. It yeah. was incredible, yeah. you know. Um, the thing is, you watch a modern door slammer now running a 570, mm. like an American car with the auto shift and a torque converter lock-up and the this and the that and blah, blah, blah. And they're starting to get boring to watch. And yeah. Pro Stock went through this evolution. So if you go back in the 70s and 80s of Pro Stock, they used to do decent wheel stands and then people you know, realise, that, well, hang on, if we stop the front end from coming up, we'll go yeah. faster. Yeah. And... Um, you know, they became to the point where if the car even twitches slightly, the driver just gets off, shuts it down. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, I don't know. Me personally, I, I liked it in its heyday. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it's, it's pretty funny that, um, you know, there's a lot of noise about the radial racing. Yep. And people talk about how out of control it is. And that's why it's exciting to watch. Well, you know, we used to have that with Door Slammer. And yeah. they were a lot faster as yeah, well. That's <laughs> so, right. Yep. So, um yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that, that Andrew will allow it, my personal opinion, yep. um, simply because they want to attract as many East Coast races yeah. yep. um, to the Western Nationals as possible yeah. and make it a big event. And, just, you know, right, rightly so. Um, I, I guess for me right now, I would rather see Andrew succeed yeah. um, than, you know, any personal opinion I have about the rules. Mm. If that's what it's going to take, then do it. Of course. That's right. Exactly. I mean, in this situation, we certainly want the Andrew to succeed and we want a big crowd down there. People have been asking for it, a Group 1 event. You've got it. Here it is. Get down there. Yeah. And just as I'm saying that, I won't be there. I'll be at Race Yeah, Wars. he's going to be at Race Horse. <laughs> Ironically, he's going to be at Race Horse. But... <laughs> Sorry to all <laughs> providing, fans. Providing we survive the 16th, providing we make the 16th and survive the 16th, we'll be there. Yeah. Look, we'll I'm mean, supporting the uh, TNP fraternity. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, Simon will be at um, on the 16th. So come down and see us on the 16th. Uh, all going well. At the Motorplex, that's the 16th of February. And then also, 
uh, all going well. Uh, Simon will be back there on the Labor Day long weekend for the Western Nationals. I will be at Race Wars in Albany. Please, if you're going to Albany, you're going to Race Wars, come and say hello. Definitely. Definitely. I will be having an exhibitor stand and I will be floating about doing interviews as well. But please make yourself available and say hello. Grab a sticker, grab a brochure. I will be there. Now, speaking of race wars, mm. I've heard of some really hard-hitting cars. I, I believe that there's a few people trying for the 400-kilometre club. Yeah, we're, it's a signi- I've heard the same, but it's a significant jump from where we're at. Eddie's, Eddie's record is 336. Yeah. 400 is another, you know, a lot of horsepower on top of that. If I've done the maths, you're probably going to need about twenty two to 2,500 horsepower. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's... I, I think it's achievable. Yeah, you know, but um, we'll see. We'll see. I know that there's a lot of other guys that are gunning uh, for around the three thirty k mark. Yep. Um, so you know, everyone's kind of pushing it a bit harder. Yeah. I've I've uh, I got a visit from uh, one of the staff of one of the radio races. Uh, apparently, they're building a new motor. Yeah, okay. uh, for their car. Yep. Um, you know, to, to try and push the radial record a bit harder i believe that um uh mazzatelli mm-hmm. he's got his new uh engine went like 1700 at the tires so that yep. should be should be good to see out on the track so there's a lot happening in motorsports in wa there particularly is. in the uh, the drag racing yeah. and the uh the flying mile or That's four right. kilometer yeah. scene so uh yeah it's sad that the two events fall on the same date but if you can't get it to the motorplex get down to albany because they're both going to be awesome events. yeah can't wait okay can't wait for for both of them. Looking forward to seeing um, the guys down there. And and Eddie, have you spoken with Eddie at all? Is he is he I up can't the ante? Talk about anything. Okay. <laughs> so that's yes, he has. And <laughs> no, it's secret. Eddie. Right. Can't even. You need to edit this out. It's got to be gone. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> edit here. <laughs> uh, so no, he hasn't spoken with no, Eddie. No, that We've heard no. No discussions. <laughs> no, nothing about it. <laughs> Hey, um, so the other thing, Bathurst 12 hour, we're going to catch up with Todd after Todd, this yes. as well. He's our man on the ground. He was down there. Tristan was down there as well from WTF Autos. So I'm catching up with Todd on Friday and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put that in the podcast as well. Looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to uh, the interview with uh, Tristan as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's coming up Should next be good. week as Another well. Another Camry warrior. He's, he's, <laughs> he's uh, I'll tell you what, it's getting, I don't know if you've seen, you probably don't because you don't go on social media, you're not a Facebook person. But it's uh, all it's getting pretty heated between the race wall guys and and the and the um, WTF Auto guys. Oh, look, you know, I'm going to back the Camry all the way. Oh, so I mean, <laughs> so so am I, of course, of course. That's why we're getting Tristan on. But I tell you what, I'll tell you that there, you know, there, oh, there Nick, is a bet happening. Nick, I'll go as far as to say that uh, if he needs a spare engine, we've got one. <laughs> we actually we've, do. we've got an engine for you, ready to go. But yeah, there's money. There's oh, look. I, don't, I won't say money, but there's bets. But there's, it was it was edited out of the um, out of the video, <laughs> so we don't know. But yeah, yeah. No, it's getting uh, it's getting it's getting sheep stations. I sheep reckon. stations. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They're going to do some NTR racing. I don't <laughs> know, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what what Tristan can pull out of the bag. It'll be interesting to see what the AU does as well. I don't think we spoke about it, but they had a massive tail shaft failure on the second yes, or third they of did. January. They and did. Very lucky, actually. They were very lucky that it, uh, no one was injured and uh, that car they, went very fast, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was it was um, on track for a ten, I believe. So, oh, probably 
faster. Even. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So they've upped the ante. And look, I've spoken with Jamie, and they're um, they're certainly got some big big things planned for race wars. I got once the trucks down there, and um, it's going to be an awesome of, event. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah definitely. I'm, to I'd sort of. I wish I could come down with you, but yep. you know. One of us has got to go to drags. One, one of us, <laughs> one of us has to race. And if people that know me know that that's not me. <laughs> All right, Simon. Look, uh, we'll we'll catch up with Todd now, and uh, we'll cut to Todd on on this podcast. But look, thanks, thanks for everything. Fifty episodes. I know uh, it's incredible. Much, yeah, it is, and much appreciated. Um, you, we're we're really moving along now, and the ratings are going well. So. Thanks so, for having us on, Nick. Yeah, no, no worries. And uh, we'll catch up with Tristan. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We, we'll, we'll cut the cake a bit later, too. Yeah, we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you All then. Right, I'll care. be back for that. See yous. All right, we've got Todd Brinkworth, who was our man on the ground down at the Bathurst 12-hour this year. Thanks for coming on, Todd, and we really appreciate your time. Yeah, good. How are you going? Oh, very well, very well. And look, we really appreciate your time. And uh, you're you're actually the inaugural ground reporter for Talk and Power podcast. So welcome aboard. Uh, no worries. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Todd, just tell us a bit about. I mean, I know you are. You're pretty. Simon speaks very highly of you. You're pretty close to a lot of races. You've been you've been following a number of disciplines over the years in in motorsport so tell us just give us a brief rundown on yourself before we get stuck into the bathurst 12 hour um yeah mainly a big fan of motorsport and you sort of uh i guess you say a coattail rider but a helper yep. with a lot of um various guys in the wa motorsport scene mm-hmm. uh hill climb circuit racing um, even got into sprint cars every now and then at Quinana. I've been looked at drag racing, done media for drag racing, hot rod shows. Yeah, I can't even think of what else I've actually done, to tell you the truth. But uh, if it has a you know engine in it, I'm normally there and I can uh, enjoy it. So. No, that's excellent. It's a lot like myself, yeah. really. I've, I've never actually participated, with the exception of a couple of Wednesday night meets down the track. But, um, you know, people like yourself and myself, you know, we we're on the ground and we like to tell the stories, I guess, you know, and and get the the stories out there. So, no, we really appreciate you coming on, Todd. Uh, look, I know you're pretty close to some of the WA guys at the Bathurst Twelve Hour. Just tell us a little bit about um, the. Uh, Combined sedans, they had three races over the weekend over there. Can you tell us a bit about uh, Denver and Bradley? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, Denver had the uh, R33, the commonly referred to as the Land Whale. Yep. He um, was over there for the second year this year. Mm-hmm. So um, I was there primarily to uh, spectate and sort of help him out if need be and get some pieces. Yep. And uh, Brad had his uh, S15 over there for the first time this year. Yeah, okay. Which um, is a well sort of piece of equipment, basically. Yep. So, yeah. So both those cars, tell us a bit about their like combined sedans. What 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 are some of the regulations there? Uh, it's very mixed compared to sort of WA racing, if you ask me. Uh, they fall into what I'd call a streetcar category locally, yep. mm-hmm. where it's um yeah they have a roll cage and a pretty powerful motor in them and still barely comply to road road legal type scenarios. Yep. Uh, and a lot of them are very fast. And then there's also a sort of TA two category they that they race with. Yeah. And they are full two framed, space framed, what do you want to call them, V eight, 
Yep. You know, a bit of metal over the top. And it's uh, quite a sight to see that a couple of well, combined sedan guys can actually hold their own and just chip away and not scare, but keep up with uh, the TAT guys. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, interesting to see. Yeah. So, Look, I must admit, I was I was surprised as well, because um, I saw that actually they were racing against TA2, uh, and I was I was taken aback by that actually, because I thought TA2 was, in my opinion, my uh, my my only my opinion, would it should have been the category that V8 supercar should have adopted here once once you know Falcon and Commodore were gone. Um, I I see a real future in TA2 to be frank, but um, to have those cars racing against them, I must admit that's a that's a i'll take my hat off to him yeah actually we had the same conversation last year um especially the the mustang and the camaro i'm like well this will make a great new v8 supercar but yeah i mean besides Denver and brad a lot of the other local guys in the combined well it's combined new south wales um sports sedans yep they did really well and there wasn't any well i think there's one or two cars that wouldn't fall into the 110 percent rule that weren't mm. quite on the pace Yep. But to have two cars out of, I think, 30-odd, yeah. that's not yeah. a bad effort. Like that's, that's a lot of guys, it's a lot of time, a lot of money, or a lot of money and a lot of time into cars to get there and be on point. So, right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I mean, Denver Parker, I, I don't really know him myself. So he's the Drone Oz All-Star Garage uh, Nissan Skyline. Um, so he came 18th, I think, in race one. Uh, I've got him. I don't think he finished in race two, and I've got him in at twentieth on on race three. So it's not, it's not a bad effort, actually. No, that's correct. Yeah, um, we had some. I mean, race one. Uh, hats off again to Denver and Brad. It was absolutely cooking at um, Bathurst that day. Yeah. Um, poor Denver had no cool suit, yeah. and we literally pulled him from the car and poured water over him. He was that hot. Yep. Uh, race race two, he had an electrical gremlin, okay, which yep. um, was a fallen wire, and he died out of turn one going up the hill, so to speak. Yep. With basically, I think one lap to go, and he would have finished the race. Yeah. Okay. So to see him get back into the places in race three, it's just an awesome effort, and you also add to the fact he did a two twenty five across the top of the hill at one point, which is pretty flying for a. You know, combined sports sedan. So, it, it, it certainly is, actually. I mean, it's, just to quantify that, let's quantify that for our listeners. A V8 supercar, I think the lap record Scotty McLaughlin holds is a, a, a 204. So he's just over 20 seconds off the, off the lap record from Scotty McLaughlin, which... And if people don't know or listeners aren't aware, Bathurst is actually 6.2 kilometres. It's not a, it's not a like Barbagallo Raceway where it's just over a kilometre. It's it's quite a significant distance. So to be 21 seconds off the record pace, that is, that's that's astounding. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so. Uh, and also Bradley Cuss as well. He did quite well. He came 15th. I see he had a D and no. Is that right? Yeah, DNF in race one, uh, came 18th in race two, and also came 15th, which is pretty stout in race three. So that he's going quite well. Yeah, and he had um, some dramas with alternators, basically. Again, we all oh, heat related and some other bits and pieces, causing him to have an alternator issue in race one. Mm-hmm. 
And um, uh, in his own words, he um, had a code brown moment through the cutting with no power steering after the electrics went out on him. <laughs> I bet so he would. <laughs> for him to get back into the pits and uh, keep the car in one piece, yeah, hats off. And I know he's personally made mention, thanks to uh, Andrew Hyperdrive here, for getting the car back and sorted and, yeah, on the road so quickly, so to speak. So. Yeah, and, and a great company based in Malaga uh, in Western Australia that are doing a great job for a lot of these cars, a lot of these uh, sorts of um, uh, JDM cars in, in Western Australia. So hats off to the team at Hyperdrive, which were incidentally just down the road from where we were recording the other night. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So... Hey Todd, I just want to get your thoughts as well. I don't know if you were, if it was brought to your attention while you were there uh, during the practice of the the twelve hour car. So um, I'm not sure if it was a Class A car, but Tim Pappas crashed exiting the chase, and two fans actually came. I don't, I don't want to say to his rescue, but from the video that I've seen, they were certainly the first on, and they were there for for a significant amount of time. Uh, they grabbed a, a fire extinguisher from a, a close-by attendant and, and and put the fire out but long before any marshals got there. Did, were you able to see that, or did you have any commentary about that? Unfortunately, um, it was out of my um, field of view. Yep. I was sort of around the back of the mountain at the time. Mm. We did talk about it a fair bit, and I must admit I was a bit surprised because there was a lot of marshals there. It was a very well-put-together event. Yeah. So to have a couple of locals having to run over to the car, it was it was basically a bit of a shock. Yeah, yeah. And I know um, between myself and, of course, the racers that I was with on the weekend, we kind of asked a few questions to certain people, and there was a general, um, we're not sure how that happened, but it shouldn't happen again type scenario. So... Yeah, that's about all I can sort of add on to that one. Yeah, so. yeah. No, definitely. It was just interesting watching it from, from here. And the live feed uh, over the net was excellent, I must say. I'll, I'll add that as well. But um, I saw that in the highlights package. And as I said, those guys, the video that I saw was actually shot from another spectator. And I must say they were there for a significant amount of time putting the flames out uh, while Tim appeared to struggle to get out of the car. But anyway, well, um, uh, hats off to Trevor Jackson and Rob, uh, sorry, Bob Riverman. So hats off to them. They were the two spectators that jumped the fence and did that. I mean, we don't condone that, of course, but in this situation, I, I, I actually feel it was kind of justified. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So... Anyway, look, we'll, we'll get on to qualifying for, for Class A anyway. So it was amazing to see the Aston Martin uh, actually grabbed pole, but they were given a penalty for speeding in pit lane. Talk about an anti-climax to, the, to, the, uh, to qualifying. So um, he got a two-spot grid penalty. Uh, that was Jake Dennis in the Aston Martin Vantage uh, motorsport team. Um, I also so Rafael uh, Marcelliano, he in the Mercedes AMG uh, started the race from from the um, from the front row. Triple um, Eight during the week were saying they were amazed by they they weren't particularly impressed with their their lack of pace during the the weekend. Um, what was the commentary around that? Do you know much about that, Todd? Yeah, we um, I spent the actual top ten qualifying up in McKillney um, Park and through the S's making yep. sure I got all, a, lot, a lot of photos and just being there on the ground, so to speak. Yeah. But it was disappointing not to see Triple Eight in, well, top ten, essentially, or yeah. sort of falling out of the pace. But it was, very, it was a very strange scenario. They, uh, their pit garage seemed very relaxed, 
Um, mm. Even though the car was off pace, so I managed to actually walk past and sort of have a quick photo with Craig Lowndes. And awesome, the, obli- yeah, the obligatory they... <laughs> photo of Lowndesy. Yeah, but they didn't seem to be very very stressed, which surprised me. And then uh, the other funny part was during uh, practice on the Saturday afternoon, I actually had Van Gisbury standing next to me. Oh, wow. And again, they were just standing there having a chat about the car with the team going, oh, it's a bit slow across the top of the hill. And almost fell over sideways when they were just talking about it so offhandedly. So uh, they probably don't like like me saying this on on air, but uh, they seemed to be just very, the car will come to, to us was the general statement. Yeah. And it did on race day, oh, it but it took did, a long yeah. time to come to them. And I think that they left the, left the run a bit late, unfortunately. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he uh, uh, Van Gisbergen brought the car home, as we know. Look, we'll, we'll touch on SVG now while we're talking about it. He brought the car home in, in the, at the end of the race. And it was an amazing charge from him. He got the car up to fourth and arguably, I, I, I think if he wasn't having his dramas with the... Um, with with the break with the break and his leg cramps, I reckon they're a real contender for third. Actually, to be honest, um, we saw some unsettling scenes as as Shane pulled the car up at the end of the race where he actually collapsed. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Todd, at all. Yeah, I actually saw it um, on the big screen, so yep. to speak. We uh, spent the majority of the day on top of the hill viewing it all. And it was, it was actually a bit sad to see because I yeah, think Van Gisbergen is a great driver. But, yeah, he absolutely just murdered that car almost towards yeah. the end of the day. And, yeah, you could see him absolutely gutted. And I felt a bit sorry for the poor guy at the end of the day. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was <laughs> a, an amazing finish for Shane Van Gisbergen. But it was the um, it was the old Bamba New Zealand entry of Matt Campbell, Dick Werner and... Dennis Olsen um, that got the historic victory in a in a Porsche 911. Now, I could stand to be corrected, but according to me, that is the first time a Porsche has won in the race in the GT3, GT4 version of this race. Uh, I don't believe a, a Porsche has won before. No, you're correct as far as I know as well. Yeah. We, I'm a bit of a Porsche fan. Yep. And even though I wanted to see the, the Bentley or the Aston win it, I uh, was quite happy when Porsche won, and pretty much it was the last car left sort of thing in the Porsche field at the time. Yeah, yeah. And he just a solid drive all day from Matt and just consistent. like, And that's, that's how you get it. 12 hours of consistency will get you on the podium at the end. So. Yeah, and look, I mean, Bathurst, the, the traditional Bathurst, is Bathurst 1000, we'll say, is an example of that. You saw uh, Craig Lowndes win it last year, and the car was straight, not not much, no scratches or dings or dents in it, and, and the same can be said for these guys as well, Matt Campbell. And I must admit, he gave it a red-hot crack at the end there with the Moster with 30, laps, uh, 30 minutes to go, um, and oh, I think he gave it a real red-hot red hot crack right at the end of the race. This was actually, from my records as well, the longest running of this race. Well, not, not longest in time, but they got the most amount of laps in. So, 312 laps. Uh, in the, this is again GT3 in the GT3 slash GT4 history, from what I can see. Yeah, we were sitting down at one point with a, a calculator and a yeah. good friend of mine, uh, Lockie, who was actually helping Denver that weekend. Uh, he had the calculator out and was actually doing a lot of numbers and pretty much the commentary team said the same thing we said and we went we're on par to have the most amount of laps this is yeah. quite exciting so 
it's just awesome to see the guys. I mean, these are, these are cars that do 300 laps on the mountain. It's, it's phenomenal. Like, I don't yeah. know what more can be said, really. So, and it was hot. Like, I must add, it was a very hot week. I remember the 12 hour, apparently one of the hottest on record. So to, well, just to combine sports fans to make it through and to, you know, with the 12 hour guys, it's good effort. Yeah, so, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just to add a bit to Matt Campbell's um, finish to the race, he actually was in he was in third, I think, with 30 minutes to go. He's still in second with nine minutes to go, and on lap three, 307, he made his move to the to the lead, which was pretty pretty tough move there. I believe it was in the cutting, uh, not in the cutting, in Forest Elbow uh, as they were coming out into Conrod Strait where he made his move on uh, Jake Dennis. So it was really great drive from the he's Aussie too, Matt Campbell, uh, even though he was in a New Zealand car. Yeah, no, it was um, yeah, again, very exciting to see. We uh, we were watching it on the big screen as mother bits and there was actually cheering. Like, it was, it was just awesome to watch. And nice and clean, like it was. There was a bit of sort of, I guess, a little bit of bump and grind for mm. ten minutes to get the spot, but nothing, nothing out of place, nothing unsportsman. And then to grab it, and he just held it. It was phenomenal to see, and yeah, lots of cheering for him across the top of the mountain. So. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Hey, Todd, I want to just touch base, if you've got time, about the Brabham BT62 uh, that was driven by um, Luke Yulden on the weekend. They, now, I don't know whether it's official or unofficial, but I'm going to say it here on the, here. They did a 1 minute 58. Now, that is, in inverted commas, uh, the unofficial lap record for Bathurst. Did you see that? Yeah, we did. Again, we had to stop watches going because, you know, yeah. race fans and all that. The, the sound it made, I must add, is phenomenal. It was not nothing I've heard on this entire planet. Yeah. And it was fast. And um, what probably wasn't noted on the uh, TV coverage, if it was on or at all, was he kept it off the curbs. He wasn't even going up the curbs. He wasn't getting close to the walls. It was just a nice middle of the road, just get around the track, you yeah. know, bring it home type scenario. And yeah, it was unofficially a 158, and that was absolutely flying. So from now, I believe they have to make it comply. It has to be restricted slightly, or a fair bit. But there's a lot of talk about, well, even if I restrict that car, the pure chassis setup is just going to be an absolute screamer around there. So yeah, and and the right driver, it'll be very interesting to watch. So I believe 2020 or 2021, they're planning on bringing that back in the category. So, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was great to see. As you said, the sound... I watched it on TV, obviously, but the sound it made was, was phenomenal and uh, it was really good to see. It was another, I guess, another side story to the whole event. Hey, Todd, look, just quickly, I want to touch base. Like, what are your thoughts on, like, I've I've been saying this for a little while off the podcast. Is this the future of... I know it, this will have a... a it's growing in support in Australia, but and I, my personal view is this is the I, I see this as the future of motorsport in Australia as opposed to uh, other categories. Uh, what what do you think about it? Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as you and uh, well even Simon so to speak. I think Simon have had some Simon and I've had some conversations again off air mm. about all this. Yep. The um, supercar category as it is, I think it's a bit plain and boring. I personally don't watch it much anymore. I only yep. watch it twice a year, which is the Bathurst 1000, 
and normally the Adelaide round or Newcastle round at the end of the year, either either sort yep. of thing, because that's an exciting part, you know. Yeah. Um, I won't start the whole Project Blueprint argument at the moment, but I think it kind of did good and bad for the sport, so to speak. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think the future definitely is. I mean, me personally, I, I don't care what you say. It's really nice to go see, well, it's amazing to go see Mercedes, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Porsches mm. racing around an Australian track. And um, one bit I want to add is just actually simply going to Bathurst. It's my second year there. As I said, yeah. you have to go there. If you're a motorsports fan, you have to make the effort, go on a holiday and get there. To be there and see it firsthand yep. is unparalleled. And, um, yeah, again, to hear European GT cars screaming around there, Mm. I'd, I'd, I'd go back and I'd pay money for it. And I, uh, yeah, I know a lot of the diehards wouldn't, but um, I think, hey, they've got the money, they've got the cars. The whole town comes alive for the weekend. It's, you know, the writing's on the wall. So Yeah. Let, let's just take a look at the previous winners of this race since 2011. And, and we'll just talk through some of these cars. Audi R8 LMS, Mercedes SLS AMG, Ferrari 458 GT3, Nissan GTR GT3, McLaren 650S GT3, Ferrari 488 uh, GT3, uh, Audi R8 LMS again, and Porsche. Now this year, Porsche 911 GT3 R. That's a pretty stout lineup. And for those listeners that don't understand, GT3 is a class of racing that I, I guess sort of I was probably born in Europe, but I mean it's now been adopted pretty much by the world. And you know, Le Mans is raced in Le Mans. It's raced in the US now. It's quite a, a large following of this sort of racing in the US as well now at La Laguna Seca, uh, Daytona. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I can really see the benefits of this sort of racing, and I think it's extremely exciting as well. When we saw a race for 12 hours, and they were, they were all those guys were on the same lap at the end. You know, it's not as if one guy was two or three laps ahead, which is what you would think would happen after a 12 hour race. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think that in the end, there was nine, maybe eight cars in the lead lap still. Yeah. But there was no one that was, yeah, three or four laps down. It was maybe they were two laps down to, to a bad pit stop or they were out of the race, which is pretty good. And you have to think, um, I mean, another thing that we probably didn't mention was it was one of the longest stints without a safety car at the um, at the 12 hour in a few years, which added to the 300 plus laps. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. The other thing as well, which we, which, which I didn't mention before, but a lot of people ask us, who, how does this race come about? This is actually promoted, or the promotion of this event since 2016 is now actually Supercars Australia. So, the, its success, I guess, is will always be questionable. I don't think it'll overtake the the supercar category, but as <laughs> we've been promoting it, but um, I still think that. Australia should open its eyes to this form of motorsport, and not only just Australia, but I think um, the, the, the TV, the, sorry, not just the fans, but even the TV networks. Seven, Seven Mate did an excellent job. Um, it actually, in saying that, I think it was actually on Seven Two. I don't think it was on Seven Mate. I think it's it's a funny weekend where we have some other sports happening. The cricket's still happening. I think girls, the AFLW had started, so. Um, th there's a mixture of sports going on at the time in February, but if we could push this race back a month, I reckon that might be even better. 
Yeah, I um, I agree. I do think, though, from um, what I was speaking to some locals about, batteries have actually used sort of all year round. Yeah. Like a lot yep. of people seem to think there's only two or three races every year. That's it. No, there's, there's something on almost every weekend, and I think it's a timing schedule. And it also um, allows, well, essentially the Supercars Australia drivers to get some seat time before their season officially starts. Yeah, yep. Which is always an interesting point of conversation if you ask me. It's like, well, I know Bathurst is the end of the year for those guys, but Mm. hey, you've gone and done probably 100 plus laps of the Bathurst at the start of the year. That's going to give you a good feeling at least for the year. So you're going to know if you're on pace or not. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Todd, look, um, is there anything else you want to add or anything that we may have missed that we haven't covered yet? Hats off to um, Raw Racing, which was Glenn, mm-hmm. yep. for taking the cars over Yep. and also uh, bringing them back in one piece. And just at the interest sake, both, well, all three cars, I think, drove out of the transporter on Tuesday. Yep. Denver then uh, drove his car down to Quinana, mm-hmm. or trailed it down, but then and did the Tiger Rally Sprint last night. Oh, wow. And placed relatively well, which... That's a good all-purpose race car and t- sort of shows the build and the dedication that's going into that car. Yeah, so, yeah no, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's always, but, a, that's always a huge thing. People don't realise, they just assume that these cars get from one end of the country to the other uneventfully. Now, that's the case. That's what's happened in this situation. But, you know, you and I have heard 101 horror stories where cars get to the other end and... and they're not wrecked, but there's there's been damage in transport, or they've fallen in the transporter somehow, or something's fallen on top of them. It happens all the time. So, yeah, I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is to get a car from one side of the country to the other with, without a scratch on it. So that is a credit to those guys. Yeah, no, it was um, really exciting to see. And I mean, I, I basically sort of jumped in the car last night with Denver for two seconds and went, "Hang on, this is on the other side of the country." You know, it's three three days ago. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Probably another one to add there is um, Travis Barnes, so Barnes in photography. Yep. He um he was actually the instigator for this last year and was mm-hmm. the one that made the guys head over. Yeah. And okay. was a big lead this year as well to get the guys over. And I mean, he's he's on Instagram and stuff like that as well. So yeah, okay. He took a lot of photos and he's um he's actually good help to me all weekend yeah. as well. Like right. just. Go take photos in this corner, and you'll you'll learn something with his instructions. And he was on the money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And also, old Drone Oz All Star Garage. That was for Denver Parker, Newlon yeah. ACM Electrical Hyperdrive for Bradley Cuss, and Yasmet Steel Fabrications Glenn Melling. Uh, thanks to uh, Landwell Racing. So Denver personally for me, um, he's one occasion that came over and sort of. Looked after me and I looked after him, and it was kind of a mutual effort. So, yep. yeah, and that that's about it for me. So, okay, yeah. Well, look, Todd, we really appreciate your time on coming on the podcast. We really appreciate your efforts. Um, hopefully, we'll get some photos from you as well that we can put up on on our page. And um, yeah, and that'll be that'll be great. And we really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for being the inaugural Talk and Power podcast roving reporter. Uh, not a problem. Thank you, Nick, and uh, thank you, Simon. No, no worries. Uh, All right. right. Thanks, Todd. Thanks. See ya.
talking power, stresses, all characters and events on this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated poorly. We do not encourage street racing or the use of turbochargers.